Hello and welcome to Bluebells Forever, a podcast with interviews of Bluebell dancers past and present. Join Sherry Lewis, a Bluebell herself, as she leads us on a journey through story and experience. And now here's Sherry. So I am back. I like to say your name now because I'm not so intimidated. Alexandra Yaretska? Yes. Hello. Okay. Yay! <laughs> so this is actually our third interview because I, it might've been a year ago when I interviewed you, if this has been going on so long with, with COVID. And then you did a circle back, which was really, really fun because I loved getting to hear more of your story. And so not that many people got to hear that, but I wanted to have you back for a third one so that everybody else can hear because a lot of us have been waiting and hearing the stories of the current cast of we're going to start, we're not going to start and what has been happening because even at the beginning of COVID, um, this was such a shock. And it's, I remember hearing your story. Do I go home? Do I stay? What if I can't get out of the country or get back in? So all that was at play. Like maybe this is just for a while. And then doing interviews a few months in where people are home, kind of getting bored. And like, is this going to come back? So I, I feel like we've done this roller coaster. And especially talking to you young dancers that a lot of us are cheering for that it's going to come back and then the date get moved, gets moved or the cases go up or the not knowing. And then I've talked to people that are creating new businesses in the middle of it. Like, and people are getting pregnant and life is changing and they, you know, maybe we do go back, maybe we don't. And I know you were teaching. So people were finding ways to keep their body in shape, their mind healthy, their emotions. And it feels like every interview, every few months, there's a different thing at play. So when I wanted to reach out to, to um, get excited about the shows coming back. I'm like, I have to talk to Alexandra because I really wanted to hear your perspective because honestly, I just loved your story and I love how passionate you are about dance and the show and how appreciative you are to be in those shows. Like that really stood out to me of just somebody who just lives it fully and is just so grateful to be there. And then I also have to say, you taught the heels from Paris twice for my dance studio over Zoom. And I was like, you guys know how lucky you are because they got to see real showgirls, real showboys in action. So it wasn't just the choreography. It was to see how amazing and beautiful and how well you do that style. So I feel like this is our fifth connection. So when it's finally in person, we're just going to sit down like old friends and just pick up where we left off. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for doing this again. Well, thank you for having me on once again for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) And actually talking about the heels classes that I gave, I was very lucky as well. Thank you for inviting me to do it because um, it gave me a different perspective as well. First of all, teaching online, (laughs) teaching a heel class online, but also seeing because I taught in a Polish ballet school, but it's a big cultural difference to teach in an American dance school. So I really, really enjoyed um, giving class to your students who were so excited. And there was just, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And the next day, I remember the next day when I went back to my ballet school in Poland to teach uh, my students. And I told them, I was like, guys, you need to change your attitude <laughs> to be a little <laughs> happier because Polish people are a bit different um we don't show as much uh, happiness we're a bit uh, maybe we're always like step back a little bit we're careful and uh, so so I always I always give it as an example 
your students, which was great. Oh, I absolutely loved it. <laughs> I love that. I taught over at Pacific Northwest Ballet um, Studio. They have a company out of, out of Seattle, which is you know, world known, uh, amazing dancers. And it was intensive and I was subbing for a friend. And so she said, "Will you teach a showgirl class with the advanced. And it was all ballerinas. I'm like, really? Cause I thought I was going to have to do more advanced like technique. She says, no, that would be good for them. So none of them brought heels. One class had, but they, cause they came from all over the States. They weren't from here. So they didn't have their bag full of shoes. So they were a little nervous and there was a lot of tall girls in there with long legs. And I was showing them pictures and you're in the, one of the pictures I was showing of you with your costume of the Lido and your heels. I was showing the bevel and the legs like, what? And they're the costumes. And I said, what's wonderful is these are ballerinas that were too tall to be in a company and they get to be lifted. They do partner. They're doing technique. They're not what people think is a showgirl. And so I did like just pretty easy choreography. And I had a couple girls come up with tears in their eyes and say, I didn't know this was a thing. What is this? And so they're going to listen to the podcast. And I said, well, follow through on this because they want strong ballet technique. But for them, it was to get them to perform more because I think we were like, when you're in a ballet company, you rehearse, 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 and you do like a few weekends of a show. And most of your focus is on rehearsing where you guys get to perfect your performance. And so for them, they were like, we don't get to do this performance in ballet world. So some of them were a little intimidated and some of them just, and that was with a mask on. We were talking about like how you use your eyes. You don't have your mouth. You have to really, and I talk about you guys a lot of just how you can use your eyelashes and your whole, the way you hold your head is performance and so anyway it was just really fun because I had you guys in my mind and showing the pictures and just bragging about about you like how beautiful (laughs) and how classy and how strong ballet technique matters but if you you live in both worlds like you can do the ballet technique beautifully and the performance and the glamour and the sexy and the strong and I think that's a unique brand of dancer that's right. I, you're completely right. Um, I think ballet technique is very important. It's a basis and it really helps. And you can tell on stage which girl has a good basis and which doesn't. It really shows a difference. The way you put your feet, the way you walk, the way you hold your chest, your arms, your shoulders. And, and it shows. And I, I think it's very important. And there's a lot of a lot of ballet girls in the company who became showgirls. They were just ballerinas and then became showgirls. I talked to a few people like that transition, even putting heels on, like if they've never done that, like maybe you were you can't bevel with your legs turned out like a bell. You had said that. Yeah. Like, I had angles, <laughs> like oh, even just to stand and where your weight goes and to walk in them. It's like some people say it's like, like Bambi or being a deer. Like how to get your feet and how to glide and to, but I mean, the ballet helps, but it also, I assume it's awkward for a lot of ballerinas at first to, to walk like that, to stand like that, because it probably feels opposite of what you're supposed to do in some ways. Yes, it is. And I was, I completely, I never danced with the heels before, before my first contract, when, which I did in La Nouvelle in Paris. And they made me a show girl. They taught me everything because I had no idea. <laughs> I want to have you share, because I know when you did the heels from Paris, a couple of the girls who were taking all of them, like I think we did five and they did them all, but they were just, they were talking about you, like how she does that with her hip. And a lot of them are strong about, like one girl was at Pacific Northwest Ballet and she said, watching you, they go, they couldn't quite place it, like what it was. And then they watched you enough to go, Oh, like the, it was like seeing it a few different times instead of just learning choreography, just to watch you stand and to watch 
them go, what is different? And so when you're, if, have you taught showgirl stuff for ballerinas there in, in Poland? No, once I tried teaching my students, which they only do, uh, they only do ballet and contemporary. And I tried to teach them something a little bit showgirl, of course, without heels. Yeah. Um, and, and, and they were so surprised. <laughs> Obviously, I had to repeat more because they're not used to the style. That's the first thing. And the second, they got so tired. They're like, oh, that's yeah. so difficult. <laughs> it's it way harder it than the first thing yeah so when you're teaching it what do you emphasize like when you're trying to change them over towards that style like when you're teaching them to walk what, what kind of things do you give for corrections that help make sense first of all I always tell them even if you're wrong just go for it just look like you were doing exactly what you were supposed to do mm. <laughs> because first of all it's a class it's a class, you can go wrong, nothing is happening. But when you when you just stand there and like look at your friend or unsure, it, it always looks worse, right? So just go for it. You know, this is what the class is for. So and and I and I just look at them and I and I, I try to see who who needs what, <laughs> what kind of advice. And I always try to give them the most I can. <laughs> there there's two heels class at my studio and they're very different from each other. One is a little bit more, is more about, she's a ballroom dancer. She was competitive. And the other one is, a, a, I don't know, kind of, it's the heels, the LA heels where the oh, pelvis okay, is forward. So we're going to teach a class together because we like, if you can switch it up, cause I've noticed like watching some of the heels, it does look more the contemporary, I want to say LA heels, mm -hmm. but if you can do both and switch it up, but it was interesting. Like the, the hip pitched back a little bit for ballroom. They stick their booty back and the way they lengthen mm -hmm. their leg is with their butt back. And I'm like, well, if you're wearing a backpack, you can't do that with a feathery butt thing on You're You're, you're going to look like a Turkey. And also <laughs> like how you're in a bikini, you have to pull up the front. And so there was just different body placement that like people were like sweating and tired from trying to just, just stand on their feet. You're on just the ball stand. of your field. You don't walk heavy on your heels. Cause there's that heel style. That's back heavy and you kind of clump in your heels which is cool but it, you definitely cannot do that in a beautiful it, costume on the stage going downstairs you're completely right and there are different styles obviously you can you can even walk a different way and now that our Jeremy took the, his new position mm -hmm. <laughs> we had um he after the warm-up um at the beginning of rehearsals we did some travel section and we did uh, walking. I would I, I don't know how you would call it, but I would say walking uh, sections on uh, girls would put high heels on. And uh, Jeremy was uh, explaining to us the difference between our walk, the Bluebell walk, and for example, the walk from Moulin Rouge. Our walk is there, yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, Jeremy's very prepared, very professional. And I just admire him. And, um, and yeah, he was really paying attention. To, so we crossed the legs. So we just stem a little bit heavier. And then we use our hips, but our chest stays open, right? And it ba barely moves and it's very classy. So we, we practice it um, a lot now to apply it now in the show. Okay, so let's talk about all that because uh, you're back in rehearsals. I want to go backwards of getting there, but also I don't know who got to practice in heels this 18 months. So 
I'm really curious about what that was like putting heels back on. Cause getting back in rehearsals, we talked a little bit, but we recorded about that was like, cause if you, it's in your body, but also people have been in smaller spaces, maybe not able to really stretch out or kick or jump or do any of those things. So I have to go backwards more. So I know when I've talked to people over this whole time of COVID, I think there was a time where the, it looked like things were going to open in Paris. And then it was, no, I think it was crazy horse that opened and then closed like right away. I think so. So right. there was this yeah. little bit of buildup, like it's going to come. And then I don't know if it's because cases were going up because that's kind of what determines this. And so I'm just, um, for people's heart and emotions that like build up. Yes. No. And like, am I going to go? Cause it's hard to invest in where you are. If you don't know if you're going to leave again, like, do you go ahead and like make this life here until you go? Or do I put that much energy if I'm going to be heading to Paris and nobody really knew who all was coming back or when. So I kind of want to address that. How have you done in this period of wait, let's go, Never mind. go backwards, go forwards. And I mean, honestly, cause I think that, you know, we have emotions and hearts and desires. And I think that's when the beautiful thing is people have been more honest about where they've been at and say like, everything's perfect and beautiful and sparkly. Well, it was, no, it definitely wasn't like this. I think it was <laughs> difficult for, for everyone. Uh, no matter if you care about your job more or less, um, it was difficult at some point for everyone because well, being on stage, um, well, it's, um, it's something that you can get used to it. And it's very, you know, you get addicted to this adrenaline on being on stage, being watched, right? Mm-hmm. Looking beautiful with your makeup, high heels, beautiful costumes. And then with like, no, <laughs> not as in advance, we just stopped doing it. And like I said, at the beginning was completely terrifying. And we were thinking maybe we would go back in a few weeks, but no one knew. Then there was all the flights canceled, borders closed. No one knew what to do. People started evacuating home. Uh, I stayed lucky. I was really lucky. I took the last flight to to Poland. And then for the next two or three months, there was no flights. Um, Wow. So first months and also it was uh, spring, summer. So we, everyone was waiting and it was improving. It was improving uh, the situation in uh, summer. So we thought maybe, maybe something, maybe September. And then it went worse again. Mm, so uh, people started looking for different things to do just because, you know, you cannot sit and do nothing. Uh, so I, um, I did uh, another master. I was going to ask you about that. That's yeah. So can you tell about that? Cause that was only in the circle back. We didn't, other people didn't get to hear what you went back to, to school for. Uh, yes. So I actually applied for two different, uh, courses and one was in Paris and it was, uh, to become, a to, to, to obtain a national uh, professor ballet diploma. Uh, so, um, and then another one was master in performing arts management, but this one was in Italy, in Milan. And because of the situation of COVID and the situation was getting worse, I was a little bit worried of being in presence um in class and doing ballet class because obviously I would have to do a ballet class every day so I was a little bit worried I didn't want to be alone in Paris and then what if I obviously we weren't vaccinated if I get sick 
who's going to help me. I don't want to be alone. So I decided to, to just leave it at that moment. So then I could do it next year. And I decided to, to follow the course in, uh, in Milan only because it was online and mm. I could do it online. So I did my first year. Uh, it was online. So I was just stuck at home in front of my computer, <laughs> like a lot of other oh. people, which um, during winter, I think winter, autumn, winter was the worst because it was also the worst period for COVID. And we were basically confined and I had classes nine hours a day and for a dancer to sit for so long in front of a computer was just impossible it was very difficult very difficult because we have to move right yeah um yeah but I survived and then spring came and and obviously in the meantime I was still uh teaching in the local ballet school um we have obviously we applied some different roles to in order to stop the spread of COVID as much as mm -hmm. we could. So we divided classes into smaller groups. Um, obviously, we were doing everything we could. Nothing happened, so we were very very lucky. Um, yes, <laughs> and obviously I was uh, trying to keep in shape, and I think I did quite well because I don't feel that tired now that we. Uh, that we started rehearsals um your yeah. regiment was pretty intense like you don't you do pilates and ballet like and i was trying to do everything running. yeah it's yes, i was you. i was i was trying to do everything everything i could everything i could and uh every time i was in paris and it was possible i was trying to take a class the ballet class barasol floor bar anything i could so i was trying to do everything <sighs> Cause that's one of my questions like I had in my mind and you, and we'll get into that too, of like how people's bodies did of getting back into that show, which is a very taxing show. It's, it's a lot that you have to put into there, like how people's bodies, hips. So before we get to there, how did they tell you, was it kind of like, we might go back or we're ready to come back? Or do you want to come back? Like, how did they, how'd you find out? Uh, well, I had the call from the direction and, um, it wasn't anything 100% sure yet, but I was asked if I would be available in a certain amount of um, period of time. Uh, so obviously I said yes. yes. <laughs> that was the call I was waiting for. Yeah. You cannot imagine when I when I saw the name on my phone and then just my eyes blinked. Oh. <laughs> We're going back to work. Um, yes, and then obviously we had to wait and then we had another call and another because... We were just waiting for everything to come together and to be sure. And at the end, when everything was put together, we had our dates and we started rehearsals the 16th, right? The 16th of August. So it's been, I know we were going to do an interview a few weeks ago and then there's like, no, it's probably better we wait until you've gotten into rehearsals because we'll have more to talk about. What was that? Did you see anybody before you walked in for rehearsals? Did any of you kind of meet up before or was the first time seeing each other when you was when you came in for your first day? I saw I saw I saw a few girls um, in October, I think. And then some, um, yeah, some other people later on. So but and we were still waiting and no one knew. We were wondering how it would be and when it would be, when we would go back, if we would go back. Yeah. <laughs> um yes and then well we all not everyone not all we 
didn't all meet at the end the 16th, but most of the cast got back. So what was that like walking into the theater again? Can you explain like what that, what you saw, what it felt like? Cause that's the part I always feel everything in my body. So when I'm listening to this, I'm like, <gasps> and also for those of us who were at the reunion that got to dance on that stage and see the show, somehow all my visuals even better now of just picturing like that beautiful theater. And I know they don't have all the lights up when you, you know, it looks different in the daytime, but what was it like to walk in and, uh, and see it again, see everybody? First, the first day we met, uh, we, the meeting point was in front of the Lido. We had to enter by the front, um, by the front. And we all met in front and we we're so excited to see each other, but we were advised that there would be no hugging and kissing. <laughs> Oh. So that was very difficult because everyone was, just wanted to hug and it was so difficult not to do it. And we're like, hi, from oh far away. <laughs> oh, wow. And then did, wait, where's your stage door? I'm just curious. Where do you normally come in? Is there, oh, is there a back? Is it secret? Yes. Okay. Because I was like, <laughs> I was quite when secret. I went, but yeah, I we, have back, a, we have a separate entrance. As okay. Artists. Yeah. They don't want to see you guys coming in. I went back to the theater I performed and I did a showgirl road trip this summer and just seeing the stage door made me cry. And I was like, oh, I remember I'd come in here and then you walk in here and you want to go to your dressing room. So I'm so much about that as like, what does it feel like walking into the building? Because the dressing room was feel different than the stage and the front. And so did you guys just start, you had a warm up and got everybody yes. moving again so I actually want to ask about that like touching because that show I mean there's the tango there's the uh the, there's so much touching in that show I'm, and so the, they've adjusted for how you do rehearsals and the show because yes as safe the, as you can be the first day uh, the direction um was really trying to have a look into every dance in details to to every, really every couple, every person to see if there's any place that can be changed, any moves that can be changed, adjusted. So we just minimize the risk of the spread yeah. of the virus in case someone was sick. So um, yeah, well, the direction is doing everything to make us feel comfortable and safe and to, to change whatever can be changed, obviously, uh, yeah, the, 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 the most possible way. Is there hand sanitizer, hand washing? Of course. Yeah, no, no, no. Yes. Every time we get reminded after every partnering, guys, sanitize okay. your hands. Because <laughs> that's I, my oh, no. studio. As soon as they walk in and check in and it's just, they, I have to say it every time, make sure you wash your hands, make sure you wash your hands. And they're not even touching, but it's still whatever. It's just, you know, when you're trying to keep a place safe and you want to still exist as a business exactly. to try to do both is, is tricky. But I think I'm sure you guys are so happy to be back that washing your hands is no, no, yeah. hard. no, no, there's a, there's a many things applied uh, for us to, to make sure that nothing bad happens. So obviously there's a lot of people vaccinated, but whoever's not vaccinated, they have to get tested every two or three days. Um, what else is there? Oh, ah, well, we rehearse with the masks on, which is quite, for me, for me was quite difficult at the beginning, still is, it's not the most pleasant thing, but, um, well, I understand this is the, this is the best way to, to avoid any, uh, unpleasant situation. Right. What is backstage dressing room? Because there's not, is the cast isn't as full coming back so is it do they spread you out or are you wearing masks yes. backstage because that's a lot of time in 
close proximity and dressers and there is a whole procedure okay and so the cast has been reduced a little bit uh, because of covid restrictions and now we're spread more in the lodges so we sit every second place i'm quite lucky i'm in a small lodge so there's just me and one other girl and there's one free place in between us okay and uh, normally we have to wear masks at all time only when obviously when we put makeup on we put makeup on so we cannot have a mask on and from from then we don't have to wear masks but obviously we need to reduce talking backstage oh my gosh <laughs> <Then no> mask, <laughs> we're trying to talk less and right. if but if uh, someone feels uncomfortable obviously we can put masks on backstage but then we need to remember to 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 take it off and then to not to leave it you know somewhere so someone else doesn't have to pick it up right wow so how how many hours were you doing a day once you started uh so we rehearse um from 11 until 5 30 p.m and in between we have one hour break for lunch okay how so did they go in order was a show start at the top and go or were you kind of randomly going just because I'm just curious how your brain and your body and being together all was for for learning everything because it's been Actually, in your body for a while but it's been a long time that's true uh well first of all when we came it was just amazing to see the stage and to be on the stage once again but then it was like we never left <laughs> really? like we never left we did a great warm up, um, and then we did some travel sections, walking um, sections, and then I can't remember, but I think we started from the top, so from the beginning of the show, um, and I think the first day was the most difficult because we had to go back. Uh, but I must say that uh, everyone remembered quite well everything. So we actually um, got the show back, I think, yeah, sometime um, earlier than we planned. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. So how, you know, because with everything was our first interview, you talked, you're a linguist and how you said so. And I listened to myself and I say it so many times, like, I wonder if I can get through this interview without saying so. The other thing is I say, Wow. Uh, and so I go, how can I not say, wow, this is a wow business, but it's, it is interesting. Cause I'm, I'm going to throw that in there that you are a linguist and that was what you went to school for. So like you're a, br- a brainy, beautiful, talented woman. So, um, Thank you. <laughs> but maybe better not to say it because then everyone is going to pay attention to all my mistakes. <laughs> no, you do well. Cause it, when I hear myself say so, so many times and I never caught it until you said it. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I just like need to like bleep it <laughs> but it's it's how we talk it is interesting because you know when you're learning a language you learn it more proper and then you kind of get into the lazy habits and the that, slang that's right. and the other things that probably don't read well in a textbook I remember our first interview and I was very very stressed and then <laughs> I went out of my room and my mom was just sat there listening to me from behind the wall <laughs> And she said to me, why you were talking so loud? I was like, I don't know. I was probably very stressed. And then she said, you use very basic vocabulary. Oh, no. <laughs> well, 
I yeah I thought it matched right up where mine was so maybe that's saying something yeah it's just the whole the whole thing we start to like think about what we talk and somebody was saying like how you can be on stage and be so comfortable dancing but then to have to speak or to sing and right. like, well, why, why does that make you nervous you are a performer like that's not the same thing exactly I always wonder for us it's much easier for example something funny happens for a dancer it's not that difficult okay you can laugh and you can dance so maybe you will make a small mistake but you can still but for example you're imagine you're an opera singer and something funny happens well you can't laugh <laughs> how do you laugh if you sing that's true oh man that'd be breaking character <laughs> so I'm kidding um, <laughs> Can I, I heard about Jeremy, I think somebody posted it. And I think that's something good to talk about too, because there's some changes in management that changes the tone because Jeremy and I are going to do another interview because we want to talk about coming back to the show and then about his book coming out and then Rivarte. Oh my gosh. And then when I heard this good news, so can you share what, what his new position is and how that affects the show? And also because he knows so much history that I, I learned so much for him that I didn't know, which is sad that some of us did these shows and didn't even know who Miss Blue Ball really was. I didn't know about the Lido's history. I only knew the Lido in Vegas. So I think Jeremy has schooled me on things, but also just his passion for it is really unique. And for a younger person to have this much passion for the history and doing things in honor of how it's been, but also to move it forward into what can be. Because I've heard him even as far as inclusion and things like that. He has his heart and passion for what cabaret can be. And I think that's a very unique um, personality. So I don't know if you guys just heard it over social media or was it announced? Because that wasn't a position before, what he stepped into, correct? Uh, yeah, he replaced uh, uh, the previous lady that worked in this uh, position. And I was... I was very positively surprised I think Jeremy deserves it that's no one else really he's just amazing he's so passionate especially about the leader and about cabarets in general and he has really big knowledge and he's so hardworking and he's always prepared he's just amazing obviously he's a great dancer and he's good looking what else do you know? <laughs> well, he, he's got everything so he's not in the show now right because you can't do both or can he do both or can he step in if needed or is that part of his Much, career I, we don't know I don't think so I don't think he's okay. on the other side but he's doing great he's doing great it's a it's like um you know it's like a fresh breeze you know and yeah. like, and he gives us uh, when we were doing uh, the, the the travel sections, the uh, the walking sections, and he was explaining to us, which to me was never explained. I learned it by looking at other girls, right? At the especially the sublimes, uh, who are just outstanding. Um, and but the, then he he gave us some background of how we should present on stage. So that that's that's great. Wow, because it's the 75th anniversary. Did it happen? The the date? Did it no. already come and go, or is it coming up when the the 75 years of the Lido? So it should have happened. Oh, see, now I used so. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You're gonna we're, gonna we're gonna Americanize you. <laughs> so the date has already come and gone. So what? When was the 75th anniversary? The date that was last year last year okay. um, we were supposed to do it last year and obviously now it got moved 
So we're preparing something special on this occasion. Um, there will be uh, an extra part of the show added to our show, which I cannot reveal much. Right. <laughs> but, that's, but it I think will that's, be great. I think that's really beautiful to tie. And I think that's for this podcast too. We've got the young cast. We've got, I've, I've got another interview with someone who's in her 80s. It's just, I love hearing the stories of those women in the early 60s and late 50s that were doing these shows. So I think it's wonderful that it honors the history and it sees that it's moving forward. And I think after getting through COVID, it's even more beautiful because if these things go away, it's just, it's just so sad that this it's, you know, we're hanging on, we're doing it, but it is the things that are still there that once, you know, life gets back to whatever normal is, we're going to really want to go to these places and appreciate and know that it has this long, long history is I think what also makes it so beautiful to go to the Lido is to know how many wonderful performers have come through these doors and then been on that stage and have influenced the next generation. So I think what Jeremy does, I know that he knows people that are my decade that I never knew. And then you guys get to learn that too. Like, why do we stand that way? Who is Miss Bluebell? What was the the vision for this, you know, and how the war, like I just read Miss Bluebell's biography. I cried in parts of it about, especially after being in Paris and being, I know that's not the original Lido, but to hear her story of what happened with France with the Nazi occupation, I just cried. But then I'm like, it's still standing. It's still going. And it survived other things. So there's something of the beauty of the resiliency of show business, of that cabaret style, and that you guys are very, very contemporary in how you do it. But there is still that nod to the, the previous people that have made that. So I'm so excited for his book to come out, too. I don't know if he's... We'll, we'll share that when he comes on. There's, he's creating this beautiful book. And there's people that I've interviewed that are part of that. I'm like, oh my gosh, this history is, means more to me now than ever after I've heard the personal stories of yes, what you guys. To... Sorry. No, uh, no, no. Yes, no. This, is, this is thanks to people like, for example, Jeremy, who really cherish this place and they care about it. They care about the, this, this work. And, and thanks to them and not only him, but other people before and after and now that they continue the, this legacy and it still stands and we'll be, we're still here. <laughs> so now you've learned the whole show. Yes. Have you guys put your costumes on yet? Or what, how does yeah. this process look of getting ready for opening? And I'm, is there a lot of press around this? Or like how yes, ticket sales? Filming. Yes, we had some filming. Uh, we had, uh, there were photos taken during their rehearsals um we've learned the show but we are still working on this new extra uh part of the show and we've tried our costumes on we had to because obviously <laughs> we didn't work for 16 months so maybe there were some changes uh so we had to adjust that and it was just great to put it back on I, the oh my God. And feathers. Oh. um yes so we're continuing to work um so we've got how many 22 days left I think. until the opening yes do they know because i don't know how tourism is going because i know that show brings in a lot of tourists i wonder if it's going to be the french people that are there to celebrate it opening or whoever is still traveling i have a friend that's over there now her, her husband oh, actually I, I i saw americans um, i mean i heard 
on the street. Yeah, you so, can hear us everywhere. Yeah, American. <laughs> <laughs> I love the American accent, so <laughs> it's always nice to hear. Um, yeah, well, we had the meeting the first day, and obviously uh, the the target has changed. We're talking about the audience, so now the marketing department is gonna target um, well other uh, nationalities as well um and other other groups also um age groups and maybe not focusing on really big groups of people like we had before you mm. know uh, uh, but like smaller just like couples and just like private people oh interesting coming to a show yeah is it this are they going to have the same amount in the audience or are they separating people because i know it's tables and booths right so we, you're kind of separate you don't know how they separate yes, I, that. I, i'm not sure how it's gonna yeah. be that's that's gonna be i know like here theaters are figuring it out like do we spread them out because i went to a show in vegas and it was a huge showroom but there wasn't that many i think it wasn't limited it was just less people were coming to the show so just to see my first show and there's feathers i just want to cry i was so happy to be in a showroom and see it but also like, you know, if the interest, cause people are dying to get out and I'll say dying, that's a terrible choice. Of word. <laughs> They're happy to get out, <laughs> but also are you doing six shows a week or is they, are they cutting back? Cause I just feel like to get it started, it feels like, you know, kind of work your way up. I don't know if they have a cut yeah, back uh, as far as how many nights you guys are going to work. Yes. We're not, we're not starting with that many shows that we used to do. So before we used, we used to work, obviously Lilo never closes, <laughs> yeah, unless it's COVID. Uh, but we used to work six days a week, two shows a night. Um, but now we're only going to work three uh, nights a week at the at the start. And then we're going to go back to normal. But you ask about the audience. I'm sure it's set, but I have no information about it. So I'm I'm not sure how it's going to be if there's if uh, because obviously now uh, in France, uh, wherever you go, if it's a restaurant or a museum, a theater, you need to show your um, pass sanitaire, so or a QR code of the vaccination, or a valid test. Uh, so n- no one else will enter the building. So mm. I'm not sure if after uh, showing that you will be able to just sit next to each other or there still will be some rules applied I'm, I'm not sure yeah. I don't know you guys have more weeks as all this comes together but like for you to also just keep it super positive and like you're working towards a show because I think if you you know you look at the news too much it can feel like so just like we're doing it you're keeping it positive and knowing that it's just a privilege to even be back in that theater Yes, that, that's right. We, we're, we're really, as a group, we're staying positive and we're ready to reopen, like ready <laughs> mentally. Yeah. We're, we're just waiting for it for so long and we're really eager to finally go on stage. I'm, we were talking and I talked to Hillary too about recording. I just, I want to, I want to hear the sounds and the excitements of just like, even when that first song comes on, you know, before the curtain goes yeah. up. And, we were saying at the reunion too, like all of us in the audience that have done those shows get all emotional when that curtain goes up and you hear the music. And I heard that people on the other side were emotional because they can hear our energy, but the, we, we understand how you could be just, you know, not pay attention like, Oh, another show, but 
I have a feeling you're when you feel that energy, when you finally have an audience and you get to do it, it's going to be electric. Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. Like you say, uh, like you're saying, I remember now uh, the first day of rehearsals after the warm up, we started doing the, the opening number. And then the first time we did it with the music and we had stairs, I think we had stairs already and they put the music on. I got really stressed. <laughs> I felt like I was doing the show for the first time. It was just. Oh, really? So that was, uh, yeah, that was stressful. Now we got used to it again. Yeah. That's but I think the first, the first show, it's going to be very, very emotional. Yeah, like you get the stress out of the first time and then by the time you feel comfortable, then it's going to be the emotion, like this is really happening. So are you pretty worn out? Or I know you said you were in shape, but I'm wondering like you have the show are you, and can you even get out and do much in Paris or people kind of just doing the show and keeping to themselves? Uh, well, we rehearse uh, now from 11 until five. And then what I do I try to go out and take some sun, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> since it's still nice weather here in Paris. So I just try to enjoy it a little bit and then get some rest, go over the things uh, that I still need to learn or just stretch <laughs> if necessary after a long day of rehearsals and just be sure that we get plenty of rest before the next day. <laughs> Because that's, yeah, when you left Paris, it was crazy. And then to come back, does it feel kind of like home or is it, is it still? Always, always. It's, it's my like second home. home. It's your second home. So just being back in Paris must be exciting. And you can still get out and do things. And, you know, you know you're walking around, go in restaurants and enjoy Paris that way. Yeah, of course. Of course. Okay. I'm just, um, well, I'm trying to save my energy because I mostly focus now on rehearsal. Oh, which yeah, is so smart. Wow. <laughs> so I, know, I just care about it so yeah no I you when I've talked to you as far as your discipline it's astounding of how much you really value like what you're doing and take care of your body and yeah I think you're one of the most disciplined people I've ever met and I'm a man in person yeah but I, but it's so great because it's not obsessive like some people can be obsessive about dance and performance I feel like yours is just a, a high respect of what you do and who you're doing it for and that your own for your own body so that's a, a wonderful character because you know you could just come back and like woohoo part I mean I don't think you can party right now but <laughs> but it's like this is a discipline and you know we're lucky to do this we got to really take care of our bodies yes I was I was never a party person I think no this is the work is the first for me at the moment um and yes I always I always try to do my to do my best and I appreciate every day every day I appreciate mm. the the fact that I get to work at the Lido and that the people that I get to work with the amazing people so that's yeah that's gonna get you through all this um <laughs> would you when you came back did you have the exact same track or were there changes of what did any like moving around or or like learning anything new or was it just getting back what was already in your body in your same position on the stage the same patterns was that all the same or did things change a little bit that you had to adjust uh yes things changed because the cast is a little bit reduced some of the tracks were um changed some were cut uh, my place has changed, but I knew it before. I was a I was a swing already before, so I know all mm. the all the bluebell places. And um, so so I knew my track, and 
obviously I prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I made sure I made sure that I had a look into that before we came to work uh, as much as I could, obviously. Um, yes. Yeah, so, and I don't know about uh, other people, uh, but, but yes, there were some changes. Yeah. Yeah. So I think just getting used to the stage again, or if you've got a different spot or yeah, I was wondering if they'd keep the full show, but I, I know a lot of things are good. I'll just wait till I'm there and have it revealed. Cause I, I've only seen it once. So if I see it again, I don't know if I'll know, except for it was something I really loved. If it's not there, I'd be upset, but I think everything will be new and exciting when I finally get to come see it in no, person. All the numbers are there. All the okay, numbers good. are there. Yay. And there's Sweet. even more. <laughs> <gasps> fun, fun, fun. So how I because it can can I'm just thinking some of those things so those were all fine right because I'm just thinking like my body after a year and a half is different now than when I was in my 20s that that recovers to get back into how cardio and how much flexibility was that all still right there for you um yeah of course um because we don't rehearse only for hour or two we rehearse for six hours so it's a very long day of rehearsal. So um, the direction made sure that we take everything slowly and we just build up gradually. So sometimes at the end of the day, we don't have to kick, we mark, but the clean mark, we do a clean mark. You know, sometimes we don't put shoes on, then we put a little bit, then we just take them off. So we make sure we do everything to avoid any, any, well, any problems. Injury. <laughs> Injuries, I right. It's so impressive because I know, you know, back in the day, like my day, like how you, know, you could do an eight hour and people weren't really looking out for the dancers, understanding injury and like, you don't want to hurt your dancers. This is who you need to open the show. So it sounds really smart and how they really balance the body and they're not just like, just keep working through it. Cause dancers, you know, just work through the That's pain. True. And like, no, that makes a very short life for a dancer. That's true. I must say, this is the first time I see it um, in the Lido that the, the management is looking after their dancers. This is the first time I saw it because I, I worked in Poland before. And like you said, no one cares. Like, yeah, you, you can do it. You broke your leg, it's fine. Just yeah, just walk it off. <laughs> just walk it off. <laughs> exactly. So we're gonna, I just said so again, I'm just gonna think, keep thinking about that. As we're ending here, you've gone through quite a journey from when you started and when you came back, do you feel like there's anything different in you when you came back from what this, this year and a half has brought to you as a human and as a dancer? I think everyone came back different. Yeah. I think everyone came back stronger. That's what I see. And I think, ah. I think it's true. Everyone came back stronger because we, um, we actually, we survived, so survived, obviously we survived, yeah. but uh, so long without doing what we love and we found we found other ways you know to do other things to do and we're still here and we're ready you know we're like this whole time we're just hanging there waiting to go back on stage and we made it you know and we were getting ready and we made it and <sighs> here we are and I hope we will still be on the 16th of yes the 16th of september okay we're gonna be thinking good thoughts sending all that because we, i know there's so many of us that will be celebrating with you and to know like it, there's nothing as sure i mean that definitely covid showed us that nothing is sure in life like what you're hoping for but i think it is like that stronger and that 
um, people found ways, but there's people that maybe kind of like performing that would not put the same amount of energy to come back. If, if it was like, well, this was something fun I did for a while. The ones of you that came back to kind of risk everything to go back and know it's going to be hard and you don't have total assurance. So it just definitely shows a strength there of just like, we're still doing it because we love it that much. That's true, but we're determined and we're just, we're ready to reopen. And I think no one, none of us really thinks during the rehearsal that, oh, maybe we'll not reopen. No, we're just ready. We're determined to finally reopen. We're ready. We're doing everything we can to make it safe and make it possible. That part makes me really happy that that everybody's (laughs) taking it very serious and not like, we're all fine. So I think that's a great way to end, you know, that, that you guys have come back stronger and just know there's a bunch of us cheering you on. So this, I'm going to make sure I release this close to that date. So the, the 16th, is that a, a Thursday, a Thursday, this comes out on Thursday, the podcast released on Thursday. So I will release this on your opening day. And then, um, I think we're going to interview a few other people too, that to just, we'll, we'll kind of celebrate that for a few weeks and just the fact that. Yeah, you worked hard to get there and we'll, we'll be cheering for you. And I'm going to be there. I guess it's not going to be November. I think I am going to wait till spring and come out and see it then in the beautiful weather of springtime and uh, see you all then. We will make sure to take you on our journey on the first day of reopening. We'll just prepare something for you. That's for yes. Sure. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I would love that. And I know a lot of people would love to get to know what it's like backstage right now. Okay. So take care, my friend. And uh, thank you. Number three, uh, and hopefully more. And when it's in person, it's, it's, I'm going to, I won't, I don't know if I can, I have to wait till I can actually hug you. Exactly. So, vaccinate Max. Can't all wait that. For or, that. I'll be wearing a giant shirt shower curtain in front of me <laughs> to keep the germs away. Oh, okay. So take care. I'm, uh, we're rooting for you and excited for you. And you're just a beautiful human. So thank you. Thank Alexandra. you so much. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Bye. Whoops.